In the parsha of Emmer, the Torah tells us, you should count for yourselves from the day after Shabbos. Sheva Shabbos seven complete weeks they shall be. That's the mitzvah, the instruction of Sfiras Omer of counting the Omer. Now, in the time of the Talmud, there was an argument with a group called the Baisusim, who were the Baithusians. They were a subgroup of the Sadducees, of the Tzedekim. They argued, they took the Torah literally at its literal meaning, and therefore they argued that the words, count for yourselves on the day after Shabbat, means that that the counting of the Omer always has to start on a Saturday night. And that's the only way to count the Omer. So they would try to coordinate, to rearrange the calendar to make the first day of Passover always end up on a, on, on a Shabbos, on Saturday, so that the counting of the Omer began immediately after Shabbat. The sages disagreed. There's multiple pages, arguments given by the sages showing, proving that they're wrong, that what it means, what it means from the day after Shabbos means not from the day after Shabbat, but rather from the day after the holiday, which is also referred to as Shabbat. The first day of Pesach is referred to as Shabbos as well, which makes the following medrash all the more strange. The medrash says on this verse, it says seven complete weeks they shall be. When are they complete? When Yeshua and Shechenya are not among them. Who are Yeshua and Shechenya? There were 24 mishmaris, groups of Kohanim, or subsections of Kohanim of priests that would do the service in the Bet HaMikdash in the Holy Temple. Each one of these had certain weeks that were their regular um, turn to, to do the service in the Beis HaMikdash. Two of these mishmaris, two of these groups were known by the names of Yeshua and Shechenya. When Pesach falls out on Shabbos, then Yeshua and Shechenya wouldn't end up doing the service between Pesach and Shavuot. Because of the way the cycle worked, they wouldn't have their turn between Pesach and Shavuot. Says Rabbi when is it seven complete weeks when Yeshua and Shechenya are not among them, when they're not counted, which means that the Pesach was on Shabbos, so then you're getting seven weeks for the counting of the Omer that go from Saturday night till Shabbos, with then they're com truly complete weeks. Now, as mentioned, that's not the way we interpret the text. That's not the way we interpret Sheva Shabbos Esmimei Siena, seven complete weeks shall, they shall be. That's the way the Baithusians interpreted it. But the Talmud, the Gemara explains that it's referring to what does it mean complete weeks to start counting at night rather than by day, etc. Which means that even when Pesach falls out in the middle of the week, we still consider them to be complete weeks. So how could the Medrash say that the only way they're complete weeks is when there, when, when, when it starts off on a Matzei Shabbos, when it follows the same order, the same structure as the weekly order. Furthermore, if for whatever reason the Medrash seems to want to say that it's only considered complete weeks when we start the count of Sefiris Omer, of the counting of the Omer, on Matzei Shabbat, on Saturday night, if that's the case, why doesn't it say so clearly? That when are they complete? When Pesach is on Shabbos. Why does it use this obscure reference to two of the leaders of the Mishmaros, of the, of the, of the groups of Kohanim, something that only started hundreds of years later in the time of Shmuel and David, why not just say straight out that when is it complete? 
when it starts on a Sunday, when it starts on Saturday nights. Obviously, you have to interpret the Medrash. The Medrash isn't saying that they're only complete, literally, when it starts on Saturday night, because as mentioned, that's not what the halacha follows. The halachic requirement of being complete obviously can be fulfilled no matter what day of the week Pesach falls out on. What does it mean when the Medrash says, when are they complete, when it follows the same order as the week, when it starts on Saturday night? That's talking about some deeper aspect of tamimes, of completion, of perfection, that's not the literal meaning, that's not the literal text. And that's why it doesn't say straight out that when are they complete when it starts on a Saturday night because that's not what it actually means it's it, it's it's hinting to a deeper aspect of completion to a deeper aspect of perfection what is that what is the perfection or the completion that's achieved specifically when it falls out in this particular day in the particular day of the week when it starts on a Saturday night so there's another medrash that says also about this completion Tony Rabhia the Rabhia taught Sheva Shabbos Siena, they have to be seven complete weeks. When are they complete? When the Jews are doing when they are doing the will of their creator. And the Tzemach Tzedek explains that these two statements of the Medrash are actually connected. In other words, that the perfection, the completion can come from from Jews following the will of their, doing the will of their creator, or it can come on those years when it falls out on that, that, that the counting of the Omer starts on a Saturday night, then it comes automatically, even without that work of doing of fulfilling the will of their creator. Now, what is that connection? If they're connected to one another, that means if we want to understand what it means over here by this completion that's achieved by starting on a Saturday night, we have to first understand what is this idea of doing the will of their Creator. We find this term used in the Gemara about the second portion of Shema. It says, You will gather in your grain that you have to go out and work the fields. Says the Gemara, that's Bizman She'ein Yisrael When the Jews aren't doing the will of their Creator, then they have to do the work in the fields. Otherwise, it's provided for them without even doing the work. And the question is asked by the commentaries, how could you say that? The, 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 the Shema clearly reads, Vayam Shema clearly reads, that Im Shamoa Tishma Mitzvah if you listen to Hashem's commandments, you serve Hashem with all your heart and with all your soul, that's when That's when you'll gather in your crops. How could the, the, the Talmud possibly interpret this as relating to a situation when Jews aren't doing the will of their Creator? So Lukutitera the Alter Rebbe explains that this second, why is it considered a time that they're not doing the will of their Creator? There's two portions of the Shema. In the first one, there's three levels of love talked about. With all your heart, with all your soul, with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. In the second portion of Shema, it says, with all your heart, with all your soul, your soul, it doesn't say it doesn't say with all your might. And that's why that's called the time when they're not doing the will of their creator. What does that mean? So the Rebbe explains that the 
fact that we refer to God as makim, ritzayne shal makim, the will of our creator, but using the term makim literally means space, is because God is the space of the world, the world isn't his space. In other words, space relates to the dimension of time, to the light that fills the worlds that's defined in each level according to where it's at, which is enclosed within the limited finite world within the dimension of space. Ritzayne shal makim, the will of the creator, relates to the infinite transcendent light of of God that's higher than the whole concept of space. When we say that Jews achieve or do the will of the Creator through the love of with all your might that relates to the idea of an infinite love for God, going above and beyond, completely above and beyond our natural capacity. And that's why that brings down how do we bring down the infinite aspect of the divine? Through through a love that reflects the infinite dimension of love within the person. Now, infinite transcendent light, uh, God's will is something that, obvi- uh, that always is affecting the world, is bringing the world into light, into life and giving it life at every moment. Nonetheless, what is expressed and what is felt within the world is normally only the light that fills the world, the, tra- the imminent light. The, I, the ratza in the will of the creator relating to the infinite transcendent light normally transcends, meaning it's conce- concealed within our world. When a person expresses his love to God in an infinite aspect that draws down this infinite light that should be revealed in the world. That's what it means that who who causes that that God's will, the infinite light that's beyond the world should be expressed in Makim in the dimension of space itself within the world itself that's when we follow them, when we ourselves express this infinite aspect of, uh, of connection to Hashem. And this is especially connected to the counting of the Omer because the counting of the Omer, the Omer offering was brought from barley, which is animal food. And when we count the Omer, the word Sefira, Omer, Sefira means to count, but it also comes to the word Sapir, which means to illuminate, to bring light. In other words, the process of counting the Omer relates to the idea of transforming and refining even our animal soul. Where did that come from? So it says in the verse of Svartam, Lachemi, Machras, Ashabas, count for yourselves from Africa. After Shabbat, Chassidus tells us what is after Shabbat that relates to the infinite light that's above and beyond. Shabbos is the perfection, completion, totality of this world. From a level that's even beyond Shabbos, that's infinite, that's what gives us the capacity to refine even our animal selves. Which means that the perfection of Svirasa Omer, of the counting of the Omer, is really only when when the Jewish people are tapping into the infinite light of God that's beyond, above and beyond the nature of our world, that's when we're truly able to achieve the work of illuminating the Omer, even the animal soul, even the animal world. So according to this, it makes sense what the Medrash says, that when our, when our, 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 is the counting of the Omer complete, when when we draw down this infinite light. However, it can also be achieved when the order of the Sviras Omer, the counting of the Omer, follows the order of the days of the week. Starts on a Saturday night. Why? So Rebbe explains that time is divided in general to three types of, of days. The days of the week, the days of the month, the days of the year. But there's difference between the, between the units of days of the week and the other units of time. Days of the month and days of the year are different from one another. 
in physically. Days of the month, the month relates to the cycle of the moon, and at certain times of the month, the moon is full. At certain times of the month, the moon is, is, is completely concealed. And there's a constant change between each and every day. Each and every day of the month is a different stage in the cycle. Days of the year similarly follow the different seasons. And not only that, but the days change in time. Meaning when you look at the unit of time of the year, every day is different from one another. When you look at a unit of time of the days of the week, you don't see any distinguishing factors that's change over the course of the week from the beginning of the week to the end. Not only that, but in general, there's a difference between the weeks and months and, 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 and years. Months and years, we talk about which month it is, which year it is. It's the first month of the year, the second month, the seventh month, etc. The year is year 5779, 5780, 5781. Each year is different. Why? Because each year is unique from all the years that preceded it. There's a new energy, a new light that's drawn down on Rosh Hashanah that never existed before. And similarly, Every month on Rosh Chodesh, there's a new energy, the energy of that month that's drawn down into the world specifically for that month. The weeks, there's no differences. We don't say this is week number 7 or week number 12 of the year. Why? Because it's the same energy, the same cycle that's repeating itself and again and again. In other words, it reflects sameness. Month and year reflect changes of time. Weeks represent sameness. And you see this also in a third aspect. That a month sometimes is 29 days, sometimes is 30 days. A year sometimes in the Jewish calendar is sometimes 354 days, 355. Then there's a leap year, which is 383, 384, etc. But every single week, no matter what, is the same number of days, is the same seven days. That's why says the Rebbe, when Pesach falls out on Shabbos and the count of the Omer is also aligns with the days of the week, that reflects a certain perfection, a certain completion, which in other years would require drawing down the infinite light of God. Because the whole idea of drawing down, the, of doing the will of our Creator is drawing down the infinite light into the finite world. When the days of, this, of the count of the, of the Omer correspond, align with the cycle of the days of the week, then they have this quality on their own because the days of the week already reflect this combination, this unification of the finite and the infinite. That on the one hand, it's time, which time is all about change, is all about past, present, and future. But at the same time, there's this idea of the days of the week, which reflect this concept of being above and beyond change. Like we said, it's always the same amount and there's no major changes between one and the other. That's why when the days of the counting of the Omer start on a Sunday, you were already have this perfection of the unification of the infinite with the finite and that you're that in other years requires doing the will of the creator and the rebbe concludes that according to this we'll understand why this is hinted at not by saying that it starts on a sunday but with this obscure reference to ein yeshua to these two specific um uh, uh, turns or, or, or sec sections of the Kohanim of the priests not being included in, among them because that hints to this perfection. Yeshua comes from the word Yeshiacha, salvation, whereas Shechenia comes from the word Veshachanti to dwell. Yeshua 
the Zohar tells us relates to the 370 or 375 lights of Atik, of the, of the infinite light of God. It reflects a salvation is drawn from an incredibly intense spiritual level that's above and beyond the normal structure of our world, the normal, normal order of creation. Shechenya, on the other hand, is to dwell, which is the idea of Shekhinah, the divine presence that dwells and it is includes, enclosed within the world, which means that Yeshua and Shechenia relates to to uniting and combining the, the light, the infinite transcendent light that's beyond the world with the light that's enclosed within the world, that's that's drawn down within the world, which is the idea of drawing the infinite light into the finite world. According to this, it makes sense that the Medrash says, Bezman she'ein Yeshua v'shchenya v'nehem. When you don't, when you have the days of the Omer line up to the days of the week that it starts on a Saturday night, then it's ein Yeshua v'shchenya v'nehem. You don't need to affect the combination, the unification of Yeshua and Shchenya of the transcendent light of God with the finite world that you would normally have to in other years of the Omer in order to achieve the completeness of the weeks of the Omer, because on weeks, on 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 years that follow that cycle, that it starts on us on uh, that that the first day of Pesach is Shabbos, then that's happening on its own, even without it, without doing that, without actively being engaged in that harmonization of the transcendent and the imminent.